the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Nah, what's a little spying? Yeah, move along. Uh, no need for the media to pay attention to a report from a special counsel, John Durham, who says the Democrats hired techs to infiltrate, quote unquote, Trump Tower and the White House to establish a, quote, narrative to show collusion between Donald Trump and the Russians. Uh, maybe somebody can explain uh, why a story this big dropped on the Saturday before the Super Bowl. That's really strange. And that might explain why every network but Fox ignored it over the weekend. But I just checked, and CNN and MSNBC uh, are still ignoring it. Nothing that I can see on either of their websites. I haven't watched their networks today, but I'm their newscasts today, but I'm guessing it's the same. And it sure looks like uh, hard evidence that President Trump was spied on, and not just during the presidential campaign, but while he was in the White House. He tried to tell Leslie Stahl about that on 60 Minutes back in October of 2020. So the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my well, campaign, There's Leslie. no e real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. And we can't put on things we can't no, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify that. It's been that. totally verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie. And you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the air. As a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay. Well, it looks like Trump was right and the media were wrong again. And by the way, he's released a uh, short statement, which is like a two-sentence statement. I don't have it in front of me here, but he basically said, I was right about the spying. Uh, this proves that I was right about the spying, and I'll be proven right about the 2020 election. So we'll see. Uh, but uh, meanwhile, up in Canada, there's an aspiring dictator who's about to get nasty with protesters. And it's something that the guy who many believe is uh, his father, Fidel Castro, would be really proud of. We'll get an update when we come back. Stick around. So if you lose weight, what do you, we're trying to lose weight, I should say, what do you do? You jump on a scale, right? That's how you uh, try to gauge your progress. Well, uh, mynicotinetest.com measures nicotine levels that you have using urine test strips, and that's how they monitor your progress if you are trying to quit smoking. And uh, quitting smoking is a lot tougher than quitting eating. But uh, mynicotinetest.com is individualized to your personal chemistry with your smartphone, and it guarantees the highest success the, this is a science-based approach. It has a quit rate of 70%. And the cost of uh, three My Nicotine tests is about what you pay for a carton of cigarettes. And it works, by the way, for cigarettes, vaping, smokeless, and chewing tobacco, too. That's MyNicotineTest.com. You can quit uh, smoking without the cravings uh, and cold uh, turkey withdrawals. And uh, they have a plan for you. You have to check it out. MyNicotineTest.com. Hi, friends. This is Katie Pavlich from TownHall.com. The liberal media and big tech are working overtime to promote the left's anti-American agenda and silence me and the reporters on our team at Town Hall. We have to bring the truth to the American people, free from the spin of big media and the censorship of those big tech companies. We're constantly covering the news that matters, exposing the COVID lies, the leftist rot and crime surge in our cities, the illegal alien crisis at our southern border, and all of Joe Biden's unconstitutional overreach, including the critical race theory attacks on our children and grandchildren by school boards and the Department of Justice. I hope you'll support our vital team of conservative journalists today. 
You can do so by going to townhallaction.com. While cancel culture and big tech comes for us, the direct support of our VIP members helps make us uncancelable. Please join our team by becoming a VIP member at townhallaction.com. That's townhallaction.com. Planning for retirement can seem like an overwhelming task, especially if you're doing it on your own. There are so many questions to answer and only one chance to get them right. When should you start collecting Social Security? What is the best way to minimize taxes? How will you pay for health care costs? Get answers to these questions and much more by attending the Retirement Planning Made Simple course offered by the Synergy Group. This course is designed to help those near and in retirement make more informed decisions about their financial future. The Synergy Group team will give you unbiased, actionable advice that will help you navigate the path to and through retirement with confidence. To sign up for a Retirement Planning Made Simple course, call 800-321-7963 today. That's 800-321-7963. Or visit pghretirementcourses.com. Securities offered through GW Cole Financial. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through GW Cole Advisors. GW Cole Financial and GW Cole Advisors are not affiliated with the Synergy Group Incorporated. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and of course windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Stogerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, Canada's back in the news again. Uh, well, they've been in the news quite a bit here the last few weeks. Um, uh, the protesters are still there. And just a little while ago, the little dictator in waiting, Justin Trudeau, invoked the Emergencies Act, which doesn't sound all that scary. But in the hands of a guy like Trudeau, it probably should scare everybody, including Americans, because it would be happening here. If Democrats have the power to do it, Joe Warmington, a reporter and a columnist for the Toronto Sun, has been our unofficial Canadian correspondent for a while, and he joins us now. Joe, thanks for being here. It's uh, good to be here. I hope I don't get arrested. I'm sitting in my car, and <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. Well, it'll be good radio if you do. So I'll, I'll, that'll <laughs> that'll be okay with me. I'll call, I'll try to help fill you out. Hey, listen, you know this started right. with me and Canada. I have a. I have a personal interest in it because I own property there. I'm a son of a Canadian mother. I have uh, always had an affinity for Canada and blah, blah, blah. I've told that story here before, boring people to death with it many times, I'm sure. But And, and it started out as interesting stories. You know, I talked to you. I talked to some other people with, um, with stories about uh, some of the horrors up there and what they're putting people through and the, and the totalitarian stuff that people had to deal with. And you know, it was uh, to me it was interesting, and and I, I kind of just I like to tell the stories because I thought it was a good warning for what might happen here. So here we are now uh, with a truck uh, convoy, and I've, we've we just had John I think last week to talk about that. But uh, now we have something new. We have the Emergencies Act uh, invoked here by uh, Justin Fidel Castro Trudeau. What does the Emergencies Act say, and what's the likelihood that Justin Trudeau will abuse it? Well, it's, these are all excellent questions. Um, basically, you said you would bail me out, but under this act, you don't have rights. So they can come along, arrest you, and incarcerate you. They can confiscate things. They can use lethal force. Uh, they can come into your home. They don't need a search warrant to go into, say, a truck and, there was one there or, you know, they, and so they have sweeping powers now and they're also bringing in the Mounties, the RCMP to back up the local police services. So, you know, basically if you're there, they've deemed you an enemy of the state and basically like it's a terror, the, you know, the truckers are now terrorists. It's actually very serious. It's not funny at all. Um, 
the act has only been, in my experience, has only been used once in my lifetime, which was 1970. And in those days, and it's still the same act, it's called the War Measures Act. Um, and that's, you know, the War Measures Act has been changed to Emergency Act, but it's the same thing. And it, it was used in 1970 for the FLQ crisis. And the FLQ crisis was a group of terrorist French, uh, you know, a lot of them had French roots. They wanted to separate from Canada, a seditious kind of group. When they kidnapped two people, a member of parliament and also a diplomat, a British diplomat, one of them was murdered, found garroted in the back of the car. That was a crisis, John. Um, this is not. This is some truckers with their kids. Yeah, but this is, th- th- just let me interrupt uh, you for a minute. Th- this was... Quebec and secession they were talking about, right? That's what all that was about? Well, they were trying to, yeah, they were, I mean, I was only six years old at the time, yeah. but, you know, when I, I've, had talk, I've worked with reporters that, that covered it, they talk about it a lot. I remember learning it in journalism school back yeah. in the 80s. Um, basically what happened was, but it was a crisis, and his father was Pierre Elliott Trudeau, who was our prime minister at the time, and he has this famous quote where they asked him, what are you going to do? And he said, just watch me. Mm-hmm. That was the famous quote. It's yeah. one of the most famous quotes in Canadian history. Well, Justin Trudeau has always wanted to do that, and he got to do it today. And you know what? Um, the problem is, and, and he'll probably get away with it because he gets away with a lot of other things, as you well know. You've documented it. Um, at the end of the day, though, I'm pretty I'm pretty worried because I'm worried about the police officers that he's going to put at risk because most of them don't want to go anywhere near this. And I also worry about these families and these truckers, even the ones he calls racist and uh, misogynist and homophobic and Islamophobic and anti-Semitic and all the things that he said. He said all of that about these people without any proof that anything. And uh, I worry for them because, uh, you know, basically what he's telling the country is that they're not the same as us. It's us and them. We're going to go get them. And they don't have rights. We wave those. Go get them. And that, if that doesn't scare you in America, nothing will. Yeah, well... That's coming your way. That's coming your way. If this guy gets away with it, he's attached to the hip to those Democrats in Washington. They should be denouncing this. This is not a dictatorship here. He has a minority government. I could settle this thing, I guarantee you, in 20 minutes. I know a lot of the truckers. It would take me 20 minutes to get them to move out of town and, and to go somewhere. Just treat them with some respect mm-hmm. and tell them you're going to address this issue about vaccine. They don't have to be vaccinated. It's a free country. And so, you know, it, it really is galling that it's happening and you know it won't get covered like that just like they, they cover up everything here i mean we had an 80 uh year old man that was pulled out of a car by you know what i mean so they're gonna see all kinds of that it may not get covered yeah um this would be one thing if if you were talking about smallpox okay and that it was something that people were just going to be dropping over dead and bodies were going to be piling up and you might be able to uh, understand invoking this kind of an act for something like that. Um, but for a disease with like a 99, I'm sure this, it's the same in Canada as it is here, with a 99% plus uh, survival rate, it, it just, it, it, uh, it, can't po- be, it can't possibly be believed by anybody with a brain that something called the Emergencies Act would be, uh, it would be justified for COVID. It just makes no sense. He wanted this. He escalated this. This is about somebody daring to take their protest and be successful with it to Parliament Hill, which is what, he, what they did. And they surrounded Parliament Hill, um, and they're trying to escape the local police and all that stuff. The reality is, and, and you know, don't be surprised if you see a weapons of mass destruction find and things like that. Mm-hmm. Look them up with that. They've tried to paint them as Nazis and Confederate, you know, all that stuff and Confederate flags. But the bottom line is that most of these people uh, have lost their, their livelihoods. They can't go across. Uh, they have all kinds of reasons, and some of them are, are good, solid reasons. They can't get a doctor to give them a note. So basically, we've dismissed them as a member of society, uh, and I, I'm not okay with it. I'm telling you, it's a slippery slope, and um, you know what? Um, I mean, I, I'm trying to bite my tongue, but like, I don't like living in a police state, I'll tell you that. Well, the premier of Quebec uh, says this is throwing oil on the fire. Would lots of people in Canadian government agree with that? Everybody agrees with it except for one guy. His name is Justin Pierre Trudeau. And he was a part-time drama teacher. You take the name Trudeau out of that guy's life, 
and he is a prime minister. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, you know, he's wore blackface. He fired an indigenous minister who happened to point out that he was, you know, he and his friends didn't quite do things the way they should have, according to the rule book. Uh, there's a lot of other things. I mean, you know, you've heard of the Aga Khan Island, the different things. This guy is scandal-ridden. He's got a minority government. Barely, barely got in. He calls it a fringe minority. He had 28% of the vote here. So, but the one thing he does have is a lot of confidence. And he's like a prince. He's, you know, there's a lot of things about him that are likable. Like, you know, let's not kid ourselves. He grew up as kind of our prince. But... I draw the line at a few things. I don't believe in pointing a finger at people and saying, we're better than you. And not only that, we're going to paint you with a brush of this Nazi flag, which nobody saw. It was put on social media. You know, he was talking about people being racist. I don't know anybody but him that wore blackface. I asked you this last yeah. time. Yeah. You know anybody? Yeah. I mean, no, right? All There's right. one guy that I know that's done it, and he's the guy that gets to tell everybody else that they're racist. I mean, come on, man. Like, at some point, people got to wake up, but they don't want to. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen here. Like, it's going to go one way or the other. It's pretty cold in Ottawa. It gets, like, minus 30 there. So I can't see people rallying. If this was in the summer, it's possible that people would say, you know what, heck with it. Let's go get arrested. Everybody go to Ottawa. If that happened, it would be over for for this uh, dictator. But uh, I don't or want to be dictator. But I, I, don't, uh, I don't think so now. I think... You know, basically, they've got to be getting tired. They've been in their third week out there. And, uh, you know, from all accounts, I don't see anybody dangerous there. But it might be different if they go and try to take them, their kids away from them and things like that. And I think that's kind of what they want. They want provocation, some sort of a big thing to erupt, and they can say, look, we had to do this. Yeah, I want to get to that in a minute. Uh, that's an interesting point, that, that this, is a, this is actually a, a way to make things worse so that he can justify anything. But you, you said something interesting there. You said that he's, uh, he's our prince. And so for people who don't know, he is the son of a former prime minister who was, I don't know how popular he was, but he was, uh, he was, he was kind of, would it be um, uh, inaccurate to compare him to John F. Kennedy as far as uh, at least his appearance and his personality and his... his... No, it's a, good, it's a good analogy. Like, he, he was controversial, but he was, you know, and obviously he's, he, he sort of took Canada in the direction that it's in now, which is more liberal. Yeah. It was more of a conservative country. Uh, you know, and obviously I think this legacy, you know, is is a pretty big legacy. I mean, obviously the multiculturalism well, component of it was pure Elliot Trudeau, and I think that's a success. I mean, I, you know, uh, you know, my wife's from Asia, my, my kids are... You know, like all that stuff, that's a Canadian family, and that's it goes back to uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau. So, uh, and I think that um, some of the values that Justin Trudeau brings to the table, I think a lot of people, that's why they elected him in 2015, because he represented some of those positive, you know, modern kind of thinking. But underneath it, I think that, you know, I'm like hearing away from your question, but I think that he's throwing all that away just in this pandemic, because he's basically, he's forced people to get vaccinated and they've taken away people's livelihoods. They've closed the borders, including to American truckers. And the Americans then responded, but they responded because he wanted them to respond. And, you know, people uh, draw the line of not being able to feed their families. You can't put food on the table over a vaccine you don't want to take. It doesn't work. And that's the other thing that, that needs to be talked about. Prime Minister Trudeau and also our Governor General, her name is Mary Simon, Governor General is like the de facto head of state, represents the Queen, who is our head of state in Canada. So in your country, obviously, Joe Biden is the president, and he's also the head of state. But here, he's a separate person. They both came down with COVID-19 in this last few weeks, and both are triple vaccinated. And they get to say, you need to be triple vaccinated. And people are saying, well, why? You got it. I don't, I don't, you know. And so it's really a crisis here. Um... It's an us-and-them scenario. And like I said, America's affected by it, because if this goes where it could go, you may end up with it there. Well, all you have to do is look around and see that, uh, you know, comments made by the Democrats, uh, their obsession with wearing masks and the vaccine and all that, that if they had well, total power, power they, they would do exactly what uh, Trudeau's doing. But what I wanted to ask you, uh, the reason I asked about the comparison with JFK and your, your comment that this guy was your prince, 
Was this is this the equivalent of John John Kennedy uh, becoming yes. president of the United States, and everybody loves him yes. and Camelot and all that BS? I think so. I mean, I think so. We knew he would be prime minister from the time, certainly from the time he spoke at his father's funeral, uh, which was uh, around two thousand. But I think I think even before that, um, I, I I talked to him, you know, when before he was in politics, uh, before a few times, and uh, you know he he's always been he's a very very uh, kind of like a progressive uh, person, you know, feminist and environment and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so he talks a, a really really good language to the younger people, and I think they've connected with him. And there's some very exciting things about him. Uh, you know, he's out there, big outdoors guy like his father was. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, I'm trying to give him some credit because, and, and you know, I think that's what you're doing to sort of give a sense of why he's there. But if his name is not Trudeau, he's not there. Uh, you know, that name carries a lot of weight in Canada. Well, do you and, uh, uh, do, do you uh, buy the Fidel Castro theory? Because I've seen the pictures, and he, he sure does look like. <laughs> Fidel when he was a young man? Well, you know, um, if I were to <laughs> comment on that, I might, I might not be able to, you know, survive it, so I'm going to dodge that okay. question. Okay, all right. I will tell you this, though. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't buy into that. Okay. Uh, but, but, but let me tell you this. Um, it's really important. Is the Fidel Castro was a personal friend of the Trudeaus, mm -hmm. and he was very, very close to the kids. And so he's an uncle, like an uncle figure to them. He's not so, nice. you know, and so, so, you know, and he's all, he said that before he talked about it. He also uh, talked about Prime Minister Trudeau. He also talked about the basic dictatorship that places like there in China have and his admiration for it because you can get a lot of things done. Guess what? We've got one of those here now in Canada <laughs> as of 4.30, one hour ago. And I'm sitting in the car waiting for the, the military to come and get me. I don't know. But, uh. God knows when when extreme powers in the hands of extreme people, extreme things can happen. Well, I saw something called the Angus Reid poll, and it, right. sh it shows that 54% of Canadians want the mandates to be lifted. But it also says that two-thirds of Canadians oppose the trucker convoy protests. How can both of those things be true? Well, I think... They can be true in that the first one, people are fed up with it. I think a lot of people don't want to get the third vaccine. They never, they weren't, they were lied to about that, yeah. and uh, and they don't want to get it. So I think that that's easy. The trucker thing, I mean, they demonize them from the beginning, and it doesn't affect most people. The convoy, you know, anybody that wants to fight the vaccines uh, and that kind of thing, appreciate the fact that they've kind of gone, uh, gone and done that. But um, you know, I don't know with pollsters too. Like I, you know, I think of Angus Reid and all those kind of pollsters. I just think back, they're all pure Trudeau disciples, you know, so I think the pollsters are all pretty well, I mean, in my opinion, uh, they like the liberals a lot, and okay. they help them out a lot. I, I, you know, one thing about polling that I don't understand is that we cover polls as if they're real, but they talk to 1,500 people, you don't get to sort of see who they, those people were, and right. how were the questions, who paid for the poll, how was it paid for, yeah. et cetera, and so I don't cover them very much. Uh, people like them when they're in their favor, but um, yeah, the we, reality of it is that people are sick of this pandemic, for yeah. sure. We have that issue here with polls, and many of them are, are um, tilted in the direction of liberals and Democrats, so you have to take them certain polls that you can trust because they show uh, they have a history of you know being correct. I'm about out of time here, uh, Joe. I, I, I just um, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you coming on, and, and uh, I hope you don't get arrested, and if you're if you need it, I hope your car is uh, quick enough to get away from the pursuit if, it's, if it comes upon you. But um, one of these days, if I ever get uh, to come back up to Canada and enjoy my, uh, my place up there on Lake Erie, I'll have you come over and uh, we'll sit there and look at the lake. Maybe if, if and see, I hope that the country still exists when I come back up there. As we well, know, I, know, I hope so, and uh, you know we'll have to shut off our phones because as I wrote a call there, uh, the OPP are following everybody's social media, what they're saying, what they're saying on Facebook, etc. So, you know, keep in mind that this is a kind of like a spy network here. Think Cuba when you think Canada. Yeah, well, I'm, so when I come across the border, they, they're going to already know that I have a radio show and I've been saying bad things about uh, Mr. Trudeau. 
I think a lot of them would agree with you. That's the problem. That's pretty scary. And you're not. You're only. I think you're only half kidding. I appreciate it, there, uh, uh, Joe. Uh, Joe Warmington. We'll have you on again, I'm sure. And I really, really appreciate you giving us these updates. Thanks. All right. Take care now. All right. That's Joe Warmington of the Toronto Sun. We'll be right back. SRN News. I'm Jason Walker. A new legal filing from the special counsel John Durham says Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign paid an internet company to infiltrate servers at Trump Towers. Bob Agnew has more on that story. The filing says the Clinton campaign infiltrated the servers in order to create the impressions of links between Donald Trump and Russia. Special Counsel Durham has filed a motion in connection with Clinton campaign attorney Michael Sussman, who allegedly lied when presenting documents supposedly linking Trump to a Kremlin-owned bank just prior to the 2016 election. Former President Trump says the document, quote, provides indisputable evidence that my campaign and presidency were spied on by operatives paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign in an effort to develop a completely fabricated connection to Russia. Bob Agner reporting. And this is SRN News. Hi, I'm cute kid number one. And I'm cute kid number two. And we have been forced, you mean hired, we have been hired to tell you what direct lender FOMO is. So let's say you buy a new home and maybe you use one of those big mortgage monsters or someone your realtor or friend recommends. And then a few months later, you hear us being forced, hired, hired, to tell you about our mortgage team's direct lender advantage. And then you feel like you missed out because you probably did miss out. And that is direct lender FOMO. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This often allows us to get you a better rate on that new home mortgage, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Dollar Corporate Animalist Number 1335. Rack Animalist Number 65233. Equal Housing Lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Back in the day, Pittsburgh cranked out a lot of steel. We helped build this country. Our steel went into the Empire State Building. The Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah, you'll find it there, too. These days, we're about more than steel, but we're still producing something strong. You can see it in the eyes of our kids. That same resolve, that same blue-collar ethic forged in the fires of hard work and history. And one day soon, they'll help build this country all over again. We're Pittsburgh strong. We're AM1250. The answer. As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager at The Answer. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. To learn more about our open position, please email me at andrew at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. Looks like a very busy Monday afternoon. Outbound 28, some heavy spots between Route 8 
and Delafield Avenue. Slowing Parkway east inbound, you'll see that back up between 2nd Avenue and the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound delays to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel on the Parkway west inbound. It's busy from Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie. And Roslyn Road, the on-ramp to 376, shut down because of overpass support issues. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. We'll see a moonlit sky for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 13. Tomorrow, partly sunny skies will reach a high tomorrow of 35. Tomorrow night, another moonlit sky on tap with a low of 27. Wednesday will be breezy with times of clouds and sunshine. It'll become noticeably milder with a high of 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, with what's uh, going on in Ukraine right now, or not going on, I guess, uh, military readiness would seem to be a pretty important issue. It's not that it isn't always. Uh, but one big issue when it comes to readiness is whether women in the military can be as ready as men. Elaine Donnelly is president of the Center for Military Readiness, and she joins us now. Elaine, thanks for coming on the show again. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. So is, with, is whether women are ready a different issue from whether the military says they're ready? Well, we have an awful lot of uh, very talented and dedicated, uh, prepared women in our military. We're, we're glad that we have them. Uh, but there have been policy changes that have been very controversial in some areas, some communities. Uh, lately, and what I've been writing about lately, is to, uh, the Special Operations Command uh, a year ago, they came out with a diversity, inclusion, and equity uh, plan. They called it a strategic plan. And it, it said 20 times or 12 times on 20 pages, um, diversity is a, an operational imperative. It, it, it put diversity and inclusion higher than military readiness. That was the perception of that report. And they are carrying it out. A year later, we find out that in one of the most elite communities of special operations forces, the uh, combat controllers, the people, the men who are on the ground, and they call in special forces, the, the Navy SEALs or the, the Air Force Special Forces, when they need to know what's going on on the ground, it's those ground controllers who are part of their team. Well, there's not been a woman uh, among the combat controller teams. And so when one started the training back in 2017, there were a lot of rumors that things would not be the same. Well, it turns out the commander insists that nothing has changed, but a whistleblower wrote a letter, a very detailed letter, claiming 11 different ways that there were changes in the way the female trainee was, was treated. She dropped out several times. She was allowed to come back. That's unheard of pretty much in that community. Once you leave, that's it. Uh, but she was given multiple chances. She's not even done with the, with the command yet. She's going to be starting over again. But it's not so much about her, and the policies are not her fault, and it's not the fault of the men who are aware of them. The article that I wrote puts the blame with the diversity crats in the Pentagon. They're the ones that insist, oh, standards haven't changed, but norms have changed. In fact, the commanding officer, Air Force Special Operations Command said, uh, no, standards are not changed, but our norms have changed. So this is where you have to know what that word means, norms. It means how things are done. It means the, the uh, uh, culture of special operations forces. When you change the culture, you change everything. And so that's why the story has been widely reported in military press. No one knows who the whistleblower is, or the woman for that matter. But it doesn't matter because what matters is what is coming out of the Pentagon, and that is the idea that diversity and inclusion and equity, that these are the three things that are most important, and uh, it really is affecting uh, the way things are done in the armed forces. I've never been in the military, but uh, something I think I could compare it to, if... Um if my house were on fire and I was incapacitated and the fire department was there and they were going to have to pick me up, and, and I'm not all that heavy, but they're going to have to pick me up and carry me out of the building, uh, here's, how I, here's, here's my uh, qualifications. Can you pick me up and remove me from the building? I don't yes. care 
what gender you are, what color you are, whether I don't care anything about you, where you went to school, can you get me out of here? And right. I would guess that if I'm in the military, which I'm not, that's the only thing I'd care about. If is, is this woman capable of picking up a 225-pound man, say, a nice big military guy uh, 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 who's, who's carrying a lot of equipment probably, right. wearing it, can she get me from point A to point B and save my life? Why is it? Why would anybody think that there needs to be anything more complicated than that? Well, as a matter of fact, there is a qualification uh, that you have to lift 300 pounds and be capable of evacuating a colleague uh, who needs to be evacuated in a combat situation. Quite often, the combat controllers operate either in pairs or even sometimes all by themselves. They're, they get there first. They get there before the rest of the, uh, the other special operations forces get there. Well, this is a very um, strong woman. If she can uh, lift 250 pounds, and according to the news reports, she did do that. That's a deadlift, right? A deadlift. Yes, a deadlift. Yeah. A deadlift. But the, the the requirement, at least before she got there, was three hundred yeah. pounds. So when they changed that, and and it happened just before she arrived, so it would look like a coincidence. Mm-hmm. But everyone knows it wasn't a coincidence. It certainly doesn't look that way. Uh, she did not complain at all about how the men treated her. She said they were very professional. According to the record, they were very supportive of her. But the commanders keep insisting, well, we haven't changed standards, and then they admit that, yes, we did change norms, and they're attacking the whistleblower, they're attacking everybody, but looking at themselves and the accountability that should be there. I I think the way they are going about this is not the right thing. Uh, Even the whistleblower said someday maybe there will be a woman in this particular community, but you don't do it by making adjustments, changing the norms and the training, and then pretend that nothing has changed. That's when it gets demoralizing. If you cannot trust your own commander to be truthful about what everybody knows to be true, many people saw what happened. They saw the woman drop out uh, voluntarily. It's called uh, drop uh, on, well, voluntary withdrawal. Uh, usually VWs, as they call them, voluntary withdrawals, they're treated with respect, but they're not coddled. Uh, they go off to other communities, and they're very successful in their careers. In fact, the failure rate is extremely high, 70 to 80 percent. So if you don't make it through this training, this is by no means a disgrace. It's not a reflection on her, but it is a reflection on the commanders of this community because uh, if she was given multiple chances, and that's the way it seems to be going, uh, they're saying, well, as long as she's qualified at the end, it doesn't matter how many times she has to try and fail and try and fail, even though that's different than what happened with the men. Um, the problem is, if you're in a combat situation, you don't get multiple chances. If you have to evacuate somebody, carry out a mission, and you can't do it the first time, well, it's life or death, and it's over. So when when compromises like this are made, and then we have people denying that anything has changed, that just compounds the damage. Yeah, and um, it would seem to me that, if if I'm if if I'm on a, a helicopter flying uh, with I don't know twelve fifteen twenty other guys uh, on a mission somewhere, I can look around at everybody who's who's traveling with me, and mm-hmm. I can be confident that they went through the same training I went through. They right. had to prove that they could do the same things I can do, and uh, the feeling will be mutual. The people will look at me, and they'll they'll know that I made it through with no no exceptions made for me. Right. And you have, how can you go into a situation, a life and death situation, and have guys having any question whatsoever about whether or not the woman sitting across from them on that helicopter can do what he can do, or, or well, can do what he needs her to do? That's right, and that's why in this community, and and I suspect in other special operations forces communities as well, uh, the the Rangers, Marines have have their special operations. Uh, raiders, I think they call them, uh, the, the, the mutual trust that must be there within a unit, it's called horizontal cohesion. It's not about going out for beers and having a good time. Horizontal cohesion means mutual dependence and trust for survival in combat. And if the reason, the, if someone drops out, uh, voluntary withdrawal, 
they don't come back, it's because everyone needs to know that everyone got through the same training, that they did not quit. If they quit and then they come back, then someone who's on a mission will say, well, is that person going to quit again? Is that person going to quit on me? It's mutual trust for survival in combat. Now, vertical cohesion is a different form. It means trust between commanders and the troops they lead. When commanders say diversity and inclusion are strategic imperatives, no, they're not. Uh, It's ridiculous. Everyone knows that. There's nothing to back up that very pretentious statement. And yet the Pentagon repeatedly says diversity, inclusion, and equity, the acronym of that is DIE, DIE, rather inappropriate, wouldn't it be? Um, We don't want to see people die because of the DIE policy that is being imposed from the top down in virtually every branch of the military, but where it hurts the most is in special operations forces, elite infantry uh, troops, uh, these kinds of uh, men, and there's not too many women, but you cannot compromise those standards without putting lives at greater risk. And that's just not right. Lives and missions. So we can't afford to do this. There's no compelling reason to do it. But it's the, the official policy of this administration. And it's going to stay that way until something changes. We need a new president who has his priorities straight. Well, let me ask you, though, we're talking to Elaine Donnelly. She's president of the Center for Military Readiness. Um, you'd say that this comes from the Pentagon, from the upper levels. Those are former military people, aren't they? Or, or have civilians created, have been allowed to have a, an undue amount of influence? Well, it, it, of course, we have a Secretary of Defense who has military background. He's, he's a former uh, military general. Um, and, but he's, he's the top guy. There's also a man named Bishop Garrison, who is the special assistant to the Secretary of Defense for diversity and inclusion and equity and human rights. He has a very pretentious title. Uh, his name is Bishop Garrison. He's a, he is involved in this very much, too. And then there's um, Richard Torres Estrada. Uh, he is Special Operations Command's first-ever diversity chief, a diversity czar. They don't need a diversity czar. They never did. But it, and yet they have one now. But Elaine, uh, is, are those people you just mentioned, are they f- military people, former military? The first, the first two are former military. Yeah. Uh, Estrada, uh, Torres Estrada is not. Okay. Uh, and then you have the, the general who's in charge of Air Force uh, Strategic Command, uh, General Slife, and uh, there's also a General Clark. He's in charge of SOCOM in general. It was General Clark who issued the SOCOM uh, strategic plan on diversity and inclusion. That was in March of last year. We wrote about it, analyzed it. Uh, if your listeners are interested, you can see an article about this on our webpage. It's 3w's.cmrlink.org. And uh, again, we, as always, when we see examples of standards being compromised, it doesn't mean they've They've, uh, the standard may, may still appear to be the same, but as one of my advisors explained it to me, it's sort of like giving two people a written test. One person you give the answers to ahead of time, the other person has to know the answers from memory. Now, both take the test, both get 100%, but which one is more qualified? Yeah. The dub. What's the one who knew the answers without being told ahead of time? So, but once they, once they are deemed qualified, then beyond that point, nobody is supposed to question how it is that they got to that point or whether or not they are competent to do the job. There, you see, there's a difference between being qualified and being competent. If you're, if you're given the label qualified, even though you're not competent to do the job, there's where the disparity is in. And the uh, special operators, they know the semantics. They're not fooled by the semantics. And it's a very demoralizing thing. There's been a lot of controversy in this in this uh, community. Uh, Air Force Times obtained some documents to back up that did back up what the uh, the anonymous whistleblower letter said, but Air Force Command did not confirm or deny, um, which is very peculiar when you think about it. Uh, they're they're claiming privacy, but the story is out there. And then there was another story. Someone else denied, oh, no, it's just not so. We haven't changed standards. But, again, it's the nuance. You say you haven't changed the standards, but you have admitted to changing norms. And norms means culture. The culture means 
how things are done. Uh, this training is very, very tough. It spans over three years altogether from the beginning. Uh, 70 to 80 percent of people do not make it through. And yet, uh, if somebody is given special considerations, and some of the special considerations were to stay in the program, to stay with Air Force Special Command, uh, even though this person did not make it through the training. When others see this happening, when there's at least four cases that were reported recently where men were allowed to leave or asked to leave, one or the other, it doesn't matter, uh, you don't go back. <laughs> and, uh, and now all of a sudden the culture has changed. Why? Because... Uh, diversity and inclusion, they're told, is a strategic imperative. Well, they're forced. They, they want. They want to have a woman in the position of being w- working with those right. men, and they're going right. to make it happen no matter what. And it's just beyond belief yes. to me. Now, uh, are there actually military people with military combat experience who advocate for this with a straight face? I don't know if their face is straight or not, uh, but they really, if they want to retain, if they want to stay in their career and if they want to be promoted in their career, they really, it's hard to say you don't have a choice. You always have a choice. You can always put your stars on the, on the table and leave, mm-hmm. uh, but most do not. And, and I can understand that. Uh, I'm a civilian woman and I raise questions about these things. Um, and I have a lot of advisors who are retired military and who advise me on all of the details. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the military, you can't say what I just said to you on this radio show. You just can't do that. At, you're at risk of your career. You're gone. Uh, if, if you are found to harbor such views or ask questions in the same way, uh, it just doesn't happen. So the whistleblower's identity is not known, and you can understand why. Yep. Uh, but the whistleblower apparently went to a lot of trouble to get all the facts exactly as he wrote them. Uh, there hasn't been any specific denial of any specific thing. Uh, they're just denying that anything has changed. Standards have not changed, but they did admit norms have changed. So that's all the difference. It's I hate to see this happen in yet another elite community. We've seen it elsewhere. Uh, every several years, um, we get another push, but I've never seen anything quite so obvious and admitted to by Pentagon leaders uh, that diversity is a strategic imperative um, or an operational imperative, one or the other. Those are the phrases that are used. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really quite a radical change. Uh, it has nothing to do with doing the job and accomplishing the mission. Uh, we saw a mission that was accomplished in, in Syria recently. Very tough mission. Split-second timing, coordination. Uh, Probably some of these uh, combat coordinators might have been there first, ahead of time. It's a small community. It's between 500 and 1,000 in the military's special operations command. And they all depend on each other, and special ops guys depend on them. I'm out of time, Elaine. I'll stick to what I said at the beginning. If I, my house is on fire, send somebody in who can carry me out. Uh, that's right. all. I appreci- Same here. <laughs> Thanks, Elaine. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you, John. Good to Bye-bye. talk to you. Elaine Donnelly, president of the Center for Military Readiness, with some scary, really stupid stuff there. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Do your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
For over 20 years, pet owners have trusted Dynavite to supplement their pet's diet. We started Dynavite and in our first box, we noticed a difference. Dynavite is an all-natural daily supplement made from whole foods that helps support your pet's immune system, digestion, skin, and coat. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. Today's commercial pet foods are processed at high temperatures, which bakes out all the essential goodness. These processed foods can lack the essential vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life, and he created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you. This is John Steigerwald. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza, and his latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you're going to receive 60% off the Giza Dream sheets. That comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You'll receive a set for as low as $39.99. For a limited time with any purchase, you'll receive Mike's soft cover book free when you use promo code STAG. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code STAG. Along with this offer, you'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call one 800 716 8087, use the promo code STAG or visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code STAG. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So you're listening in our first segment. Uh, Justin Trudeau has uh, uh, invoked the Emergencies Act. I just want to read you something quickly here from the Deputy Prime Minister. This is what's happening up in Canada. Christia Freeland. Quote, consider yourself warned. If your truck is being used in these these illegal blockades, your corporate accounts will be frozen. The insurance on your vehicle will be suspended. Send your rigs home. And then she added that the government's powers would include cracking down on crowdfunding sites. That's uh, GoFundMe. Uh, that's the kind of stuff. Making them register with the government and freezing the assets of those involved in helping to fund the protests. That's what you got going on uh, three and a half hours north of here. And uh, again, if the Democrats could do it here, they would do it. And I wouldn't put it past them at this point anyway. But let's just hope there are enough checks and balances to prevent that from happening. Thanks for listening today. Back tomorrow, we're going to talk about how big tech is getting out of control. We'll do that tomorrow, and I'll talk to you then. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.